Welcome back, everybody. This is the Cow for Catechism, and this is Leftovers. Leftovers. If you listened to last week, you know that we're about to hit another topic. I have no idea what it is. Yeah. As of literally, as of this moment, I have no idea what it is. Travis apparently does. I get to pick you. You sprung the last one on me. That's fine. I'm really afraid. I'm actually. Listen, you may never hear this because I may stop the recording and change the <laughs> subject. <laughs> if you're hear, if you're hearing this, I guess I just went with it. So here here it is. What what you got? Can women be pastors? Oh, I knew I knew you were going to be controversial with How is this it. controversial? It's not controversial for us. Okay, it's not controversial at all. Yes, uh, yes it is. It is a con- you can't argue it's not a controversial subject. Not to God. <laughs> Nothing's <laughs> controversial to God. <laughs> what, what do you mean? This is it's what I deal with. It's pretty straightforward and black and white to God. This I don't is, know. This man. is what I deal with, y'all. Um, wow, this is going to be 15 minutes, no prep on this, really? Jump in, go. Answer what is going on? Answer the question. Can women be pastors? No, they cannot be pastors. Um, oh, gosh, man, there's so many ways to go with this. Where do you want to start? Wherever you want to. Man. we got to be brief. Um, okay, let me, because when I say no, women can't be pastors, there may be some people listening to this, I don't know, who immediately are like, you're just, you're upset. Like, and... Mm. and you're not with the times. Yeah, and the first... This is what this is the most this is the argument that I get most often to this point. Okay. How is it 2021 and we don't have women pastors? Right. Like how is it that here we are it's 2021 the, you know women's rights like women are, are are you know being seen as equal again and and now you know and but in the church they're just not. They're not seen as equal because they can't do what men can do in the church. Um that's the argument that often comes. Uh, most often to me. Can I say um, something about that? Yes. Um, at, so the answer to that question would be founded and grounded in one of my most favorite attributes of God. Okay. He doesn't change. Mm-hmm. He's immutable. If, 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 if that fact stands, that God doesn't change, and that the inerrancy of the scriptures are true, mm-hmm. if you marry those two together, primarily there's a lot of other stuff, yep. but if the inerrancy of the scriptures are true, and God doesn't change, then that's the answer to that. Yep. Then it, God doesn't change his mind, and what stands in the Scripture from thousands of years ago stands today. He's perfect. He knows all, and I'm sorry, but the culture doesn't change the interpretation of the text. Yep. All right, so, um, man, there's too many directions to go with this, Travis. Uh, <laughs> it's not a bad subject. I just, we need a whole episode for this. Um, and, and you know what? And if, and if you guys are interested, after this Leftovers episode, you're like, yo, you guys kept saying that there's more to talk about, and you guys could have really fleshed this out more, yeah. email us. Tell us, yo, I really want a special episode dedicated to this, because it's worth yeah. it. It's very much worth our attention, but this is just a little taste. Yeah, so if you, if you hold to the position that women can be pastors— you may get to the end of this episode and go, I've got a million things to say to you. Well, we, we've got a response to that, I'm sure. I would love um, to have a conversation. And I would love to have a conversation. Um, let, me, let me say this. Um, we believe that women and men are equal, 100%. Women and men are equal. Co-equal heirs in Christ, co-equal owners yep. of the grace of Jesus. There's no male or female, uh, Galatians, what, what the reference three. is, uh, Galatians chapter 3. No male or female, all, all are in Christ, okay? We are completely equal. Yet, men and women are given different roles in the scriptures. They're given different roles in the family uh, and in the church. Um, That does not make men better than women or women better than men. It just, it just doesn't. The, the scripture is very clear that we are co-image bearers of God, co-heirs with Christ, 
um, but yet the scripture lays out different roles. Um, so for the specific conversation we're in of women being pastors, um, there's so many places we could go, but let me maybe as briefly as I can just say, um, when you look at the qualifications for elders in scripture, here's a whole nother episode, elder and pastor are synonymous in the scripture. They are. Um, elder, an elder in the, in the New Testament is a pastor. Mm-hmm. A pastor is an elder, okay? Um, the qualifications for elders are given for men. Um, they, are, they are strictly given for men, husband of one wife, um, a man who manages his, his household well. Um, and you might say, well, Paul was just you know, using the example of men. But in, uh, in one of the passages, and this is why it's not helpful to not prepare for this, in one of the passages that talks about the qualifications of elders, it gives the qualifications for elders, and then immediately says, and then women in the church are to be this. So it makes a distinction. Paul's making a distinction. He's saying men who are elders are this, and now let me talk about women and what they are called to do and how they're called to teach other women and all this those things so uh, maybe that's a good place to start with that too yeah so absolutely so the two main places that we go to when talking about qualifications for overseers because we can talk about and i think it's helpful to talk about the roles of men and women and that's what kenny just hit on uh first corinthians chapter 11 is extremely helpful uh, in understanding the roles of men and women, saying that the the head of every single woman is her husband, and the head of every single uh, man and husband is Christ, and the head of Christ is God. And what makes that so extremely helpful is that we see that there is a role system going on within the Trinity. And there's a beauty in submission. All yeah. right, Explain so, the Trinity aspect, role, and submission. Yeah, you... To say that women are called to submit is oppressive and sinful is to say that the Trinity is oppressive and sinful. Why? Because Jesus submits to the Father, yet he is perfectly one and equal with the Father. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Okay, he's the second person in the Trinity, not less than, what, perfectly what, what equal number? and one with. He's the second person Second in the person. That's yes. important to note. Yeah. He submitted himself under the first. And the, even that passage you read, okay, the, the head of a wife is her husband. The head of the husband is Christ. The head of Christ is God. God, the Father, okay? Yeah. So submission does not in any way take away any value from the one who is submitting. Correct. Yeah. And, Zero. And the Trinity perfectly represents that and it gives us our pattern for how we are to live our lives within the roles of husbands and wives and that and, and submission and roles and all that stuff is extremely important to note when talking about can a woman be a pastor um, it's not the primary argument but it, it's grounded yep. if you don't ground your argument which we believe that women cannot be elders or pastors uh, they are absolutely not qualified because they're not a male um, so not we, because, not because women uh, cannot teach the scriptures. Not because right, correct. Not because women are any less valuable, but because the Word of God lays out the yeah. system of men being elders. Yes, yeah, because yeah. God ordained a role. Yeah. Uh, because and and what we ground our argument in is in creation. Yeah. Uh, Paul also states elsewhere in the scriptures simply that uh, man. And it also explains it in First Corinthians 11. It's helpful that man was created first, and woman was made out of man in the image of man, and man was made out of the image of God. Yep. Man was made for. I'm sorry. Woman was made for man. Mm-hmm. He was. Woman was literally created to be the helper of man. Mm-hmm. That's what Paul is arguing in First Corinthians 11. But it's 
beautiful and amazing if you just keep reading in the chapter it says that does not mean however that man is not independent of woman neither woman independent of man meaning men are born of woman yo we need women (laughs) like women are amazing i got a wife at home and i got a little baby uh she just uh by god's grace gifted us with what a little baby boy like this is amazing my my, my wife is strong and powerful and amazing yet There's roles. Yep. Yeah, and you know the most common uh, argument against this is this was a cultural thing. You know, back in Paul's day, right. um, women were just oppressed in the culture, and you know, uh, Paul Paul was just kind of going along with the culture. And now the culture has changed, um, and you know, uh, we could we could maybe in some way almost give credence to that argument if the only time this was ever talked about is one time in one of paul's letters where he makes this cultural argument but he doesn't he grounds it in creation this occurs in almost all of his epistles in one way or another um and it's grounded in the teaching of creation itself um i mean i just i'm sorry i i can't i can't view something as a cultural argument when paul said and this is true because of the created order because of literally the beginning of time when god created men and women um it's it's a non-starter for me at that point you can't you can't turn around and now say wow that was cultural no it's 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 not it's not cultural it's literally god ordained god created from the beginning so so if we harp on just a couple of verses for you guys to study and maybe look into and then get back with us with thoughts and questions and feedback or even Debates, uh, whatever you want. First uh, Timothy chapter three. First Timothy chapter three. Uh, we're starting to talk about the qualifications to be an elder. Yep. That like, what does it take for a person to become a pastor? Because it's a noble, heavy role. It's a heavy task. It's a heavy office to fill. What do you gotta be? Do you do you have to be qualified in order to obtain the role? The answer is obviously yes. What are said qualifications? The saying is trustworthy, where I'm starting in verse 1. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. So if you want it, it's noble. Uh, Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach. So the above reproach is really the only uh, main qualification. And what does it mean to be above reproach is really fleshed out with the rest of them. So you're called to be above reproach. Anything that's thrown at you, any accusation that's thrown at you cannot stick. It cannot hold any merit. So when you read the rest of this section on the qualifications, every single qualification you must hold to and no accusation must be able to be thrown against you in that manner. So uh, therefore an overseer must be above reproach. What's the first one? The husband of one wife. So we can keep reading throughout the rest of it, and I encourage you to read all the way through, including the qualifications for deacons. Uh, Look at the uh, masculine pronoun, he, 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 all throughout. But if we just focus on one aspect of this right now, um, he must be what? The husband of one wife. How can a woman fill that role? And I I would almost be willing to give more credence if that qualification weren't in there, but it was just male pronouns throughout. Because male pronouns are used... They all throughout be. the scriptures, right? Yeah, they can F- be. Referencing men and women, now, right? There, yeah, but there are masculine pronouns and there are feminine yes. uh, pronouns and neuter, which just means neutral. Right, yeah. So, which is a whole nother 
whole nother thing. There's so many tangents in this episode, man. <laughs> okay, but focus on that uh, for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I would just say like that. That's clear. Husband of one wife, and then again, you you go down, and Paul talks about how women then um, can uh, can teach in the church. I believe that's in Titus where he does that. Yeah, so where he contrasts it. If we jump right over to Titus, just in case you're like, okay, well, you're just picking one section of verses, right? Well, in Titus chapter one, we uh, are also talking about once again the qualifications for elders. This is why I left you in Crete, Paul says, so that you might put what remained into order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. The appointment of elders is extremely important. If anyone is above reproach, once again, he starts with that because that's the main qualification, the husband of one wife and his children are believers and not open to debauchery or insubordination. So, and he keeps going on once again with the list of qualifications. You have to be the husband you have to be a husband of one wife in order to obtain the role now i'm not going to get off on this but it's a different conversation do you have to be a married man with children in order to <clears throat> be yeah. an elder and all that stuff that's not that's not what's under discussion here but if you are a husband you have to be the husband of one wife yeah yeah um yeah and then it goes on to talk about women's roles uh, to, 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 to kenny's point that older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior not slanders to slaves or uh, too much wine they are to teach what is good and so train the young women to love their husbands and children yep. so can they teach yep who are they to teach women younger uh, women younger women uh and and yeah we're gonna have to wrap it up because too many too many too many tangents here um let's and let me close with this because I, the, the argument, the counter to this is we're just, you know, we're trying to keep our male authority and power and we're just, you know, oppressing women and all this. Man, that could not be farther from the truth. Right. Um, what we're doing first and foremost is trying to hold to the truth of God's word. Um, and secondly, in holding to the truth of God's word, I believe this is a view that elevates women because it... It, uh, it teaches women how to operate in the church and in the family the way that God intended for them to. Um, and you can't elevate a woman any higher than the way that God elevates her, okay? Um, and uh, I would say that we, we need women in our churches, that women um, are, are in so many ways the backbone of our churches in their love and their strength and their teaching and, um, you know... Their service. Their service. This is in no way trying to say all the teaching is to the men and we're the theologians and the women just need to stay at home. Listen, my wife needs to be just as savvy of a theologian as I am. My wife is spending more time with my daughter than I am yep. uh, just by nature of being a stay-at-home mom. Yep. She needs to be a fierce, savvy, strong theologian in the scriptures because she is teaching our daughter, yep. um, has more time with her um, than even I do. And so this is in no way trying to say, let's keep them quiet and let's just go off in your corner and just listen to everything we say. Right. Um, I, I believe in in bringing women into the conversations of of uh, decisions within the church of like starting these ministries and doing that and all these things, but they, they don't have ultimate authority and leadership within the churches. That's for the elders who are men. Uh, the women are called to fall under the leadership of that. The, the men in the church are called to fall under the leadership of the male elders in the church yeah, um, absolutely. as well. So, I have elders. <laughs> oh, as a woman, as a woman, you're not called to a different standard of submission to the elders in your church than the men in your church are called to. Correct. The submission of women and men in the church to, to the elders is the exact same. Correct. We're not saying that the men in the church like are one step above the women in terms of whether or not they have to submit to elders. Yeah, if if a man is not your husband, 
yeah. uh, within the context of the church, and he starts to tell you what to do. Yeah. Tell him to kick rocks and pack sand. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not that's an yeah. abuse of the scriptures, yes. and that's not what we're talking about here. Within yes. the confines of marriage, different story. Let's talk. Not married. Listen to your elders. Yes. All right. Well, we can keep going, but we will not. And we will not. I'm not surprised that Travis brought such a controversial subject. Uh, you are so soft. You really are. <laughs> I'm just. I'm not going to respond to that, y'all. Um, <laughs> That's listen. That's the end of this episode. Uh, next week, we plan, we plan to. Lord willing, nothing happens. We plan to be back to season two of the Colts. Uh, and what are we going to do, Travis? We haven't decided yet. Yeah, if you guys have a special request, then let us know, and we'll change it midstream. If not, then maybe we will be jumping into Islam. Oh, look at that. He threw it out there. That's what we're doing. Doing Islam. Unless you suggest something and we say, ah, oh, that's better. Let's do that first. Yeah. Um, so Islam next. Uh, that's going to be exciting. That'll be fun. Thanks for listening. This has been Leftovers. And next Monday, God willing, we will release an episode on Islam. Woohoo! Wow. All right. Signing off, y'all. Love you guys. Bye.